Hey everyone, this is T-Roll, the host of the Campus Outreach Podcast. We're taking a break from our normal podcast over the summer, and instead we'll be posting audio versions of various talks that were given at our beach project from earlier this summer. If you are interested in viewing the video form of the following message, please go to cobirmingham.org forward slash campus talks to find all of our talks from this year's beach project. Thanks so much and enjoy today's talk. I am really excited about this. I'll, I'll tell you why. That my first, I was telling some of the students this morning, my, my first summer project was 1998. So I have been on, this is my 23rd uh, beach project, to be honest. Uh, I, uh, uh, I was, and this one feels very nostalgic for me. I don't know why. I think it was, it's just been so, like, last summer, we got, this thing got shut down. Our, our world got rocked. Everything got flipped upside down. And we didn't have a beach project for the first time in 23 years for me. It was really strange for me. And so, as I was pulling up here, uh, as I was driving over from Mobile, I was in Mobile, before I came here, I was driving over in the weather, and I was thinking and praying, and just thinking about what we were coming into. I was just excited, because I, I didn't get to do this last year. And, uh, and I started thinking about my first beach project, and uh, my first experience, and it was 1998, and we were in a really terrible hotel uh, down on Thomas Drive. It was called the Panama Palms. Uh, it was a... Uh, it was a rough spot, and I can remember the reason I, they played that song is that that's the song I was listening to as I pulled on the project, as you guys pulled on today. I had Usher playing. I had a, I had a, like, I had a, I was driving a, um, a Crimson the Zuzu Rodeo. Does anybody remember those? Yes, sir. Uh, they were really smooth at the time. Uh, I, I, I came in, I had a... I had a Virginia lacrosse hat that was really worn out, and I had it pulled really down low because I was really cool and unique. Virginia lacrosse, nobody knew what lacrosse was back then. Uh, and I can remember pulling on this project, and I knew nobody. I was the only, only person from Alabama coming to the beach project. Uh, my brother was on staff at Kent South Reach. He had hounded me for years to come. I'd become a Christian uh, that uh, my sophomore year, uh, around Christmas, I, I finally relented and I came to Beach Project. I can remember pulling in and it was overwhelming for me because I didn't know anybody. And I pull up and all these crazy people start grabbing stuff out of my car that I don't know. I'm like, back off. You know? And there's part of me that was like, I think I'm just going to keep on driving and uh, take this thing back to the house. And here's what I would tell you I am really glad I didn't. All right? So, 1998, the summer of 1998, set the trajectory of my life. What God did in that summer really, um, how I got to know him and started to love him and follow him, set the trajectory for my life. I was so thankful for it. Not having this last year just reminded me of the privilege that we had to be here. And I hope you feel that at some level. I mean, we're, this is... 325 people in a room, right, uh, that we haven't been able to do, we haven't been able to gather like this, uh, everything got shut down, and now we get to be together again. And it's just a really nostalgic time for me. And so I hope that you're excited. I hope you understand the privilege. Like, you understand all that had to happen for us to be able to 
to be here today. All the money, something like, there's over $300,000 raised to come for this thing to happen. God is, God is very gracious to let us be here. And I'm just excited about it. And so I've just been thinking about all the fun. I met my wife, my family here, 1998. I think my family here. This is, uh, I met my wife uh, on that beach project. She was actually dating a guy. And I would play that song, You Make Me Want to Leave the One I'm With a lot when I was around her. Uh, and uh, I, I was working my way in, I finally got in, and he was out. Uh, and so, these are, uh, I'll tell you that story so much later today if you want to hear it. Uh, but I met, met my wife uh, on the own project. These are my four sons. Uh, this is Judson, it's, he's my third. This is Barker, he's my youngest. Uh, he's, a, he's a big fella. Uh, <laughs> this is my oldest son, Blevin. Uh, Blevin, yes. Uh, Blevin loves uh, Beach Project. He's been on 10 of them, I think. Uh, 10 or 11. And then this is my 14-year-old. Uh, so 16, 14, uh, 11, and 9. It's a big 140-pound 9-year-old right here, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> The left tackle for the tide. Right. Also, uh, girls, I don't. I know some. I know some of y'all are looking for husbands, and if girls, if y'all are patient, uh, I got two good ones coming. All right, this one will be in college in two years. If you're like a freshman, it's doable. All right, so just be patient. Just be patient. That's my family. Uh, that, they'll actually be here this weekend, and you'll get to see them. Now, I want to ask you a question. I want you to think for just a minute. I, I want to, what we're going to talk about tonight is pretty simple. I just want to kind of try to set the tone a little bit for where we're going this summer. Why are you here? Now, what, 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 why are we doing this? Why would, why would we come, come get away for two weeks? Why would we raise $1,000 or nine ninety five? So clever. <laughs> so, uh, why would we raise the money, right? Why would we sacrifice? Why would we not go to our jobs early? Why would we? Why would we pull in today a little insecure about what's going to happen? Why would we do that? And look, there's, I would love for you to think for just a minute about what was your reason, and what was what were some of the reasons why you came? And there's probably a lot of reasons. Probably some of it was some, some of you probably decided pretty early. This sounds great. I want to do it. Uh, sounds like a lot of fun. I think it'll be good for me. Uh, some of you, some friends were coming. You're like, you know what? Sounds good. My friends are going to be there. I want to be there. Some of you, some of you might be thinking, hey, 350 college students might get a date out of this thing. Okay? I don't think that's a bad reason. Okay? It worked out for me. Uh, I don't know what your reason is. Some of you be like, I'm here because that day Kim Chattery's staff did not let up. You know? It's like, those guys are relentless. It's like, uh, and look, let me just say this. If you, got, if, you, if you felt that at some point, which I know you have, my brother was on staff. If you felt that at some point, let me tell you why that happened. Let me tell you why you got recruited and asked to come so much. You know why? Because we want you to encounter Jesus in a, in a, in a deep, incredible way. That's what we want for you. Okay? We don't get any bonuses for you guys being here. We want, us, we want to all come and encounter Christ. I don't know your reason for coming, but here's what I want to talk about, talk about tonight is why you here. Because God... Whatever circumstance got you to hear, whatever the conversations, God has been working in your life 
I think he's in control. I don't think things are circumstances. I don't think things just happen. I think God purposely works in people's lives. And I think you're here for a reason. I think the reason is not to meet someone. Maybe it is. Maybe that's one reason. But I think the real reason is, the reason you're here is to just meet Christ. To grow as a disciple of Christ. To encounter this Jesus who has died for us, who has loved us, who has given himself for us, to encounter him in a way that affects your life. That's why you're here. Okay? You are here to become a, a disciple of Jesus. And many of you already are. But to be growing as a disciple of Jesus. That's all we want. All we want. For you to grow deep as a disciple of Jesus. Right? What's a disciple of Jesus? What does it mean to be a disciple? A disciple is a pupil, it's a follower, it's someone that attaches themselves to someone else to learn. Okay? In, in the Bible, when the, when, when the word disciple is used, it means one who's a worshiper, a servant, uh, and a witness of Jesus Christ. Jesus, when he, when he, the way he built his church, the way, the way we all wound up here today is that he went and found some men and some women and poured into their life and discipled them, helped them grow in the faith, understand how to walk with him, and it spread throughout the whole world. Okay? And you're here to grow as a disciple. That's it. I hope other great things happen. Okay? But that is the best thing that can happen. You grow and you're seeing and experiencing this Jesus who loves you. Alright, so what does it mean? Here's a little bit of a vision, maybe three words to give you what, is, what, what do we want for you, what do we want to happen in your life, so why are you here? So here's the three, here's the three ways to think about it. One is you're here to be loved by him. You're here to be loved by him, to experience him, to be with him. Right? That's the main reason you're here, to encounter him. Right? Two is to learn from him, to be loved by him. To learn from him. And three is to live for him. Have your life affected in such a way by this person, by this great Savior, that you want to live differently. Okay? That's, the three, that's, that's, the, that's the three things that we want to happen. I'm going to show you a verse. And look, it's like, <laughs> love, learn, live. It sounds like one of those got stupid t-shirts, like, you know, like, be calm and live for him. You know, I don't know this but I want you to have that in your mind. It's very simple. I want, to be, I want to experience his love. I want to learn from him who he is. And I want to learn to live for him. I'll show you a passage. This is, most of you probably have seen this passage. This is Matthew 4, 18 to 20. This is actually when Jesus is starting to call some of the men that followed him, some of the first people who followed him, the first disciples. He's starting to call them to himself. And I just want you to see this quick interaction. Uh, and I want you to see these three things that he's calling us to uh, when he calls us into discipleship. Okay? So, while he's walking by the sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets, and they followed him. Now, don't think this is their first interaction. I think there's been some kind of cultivation here. 
There's been some type of relationship started here. But this is the call. Okay? This, is, this is when Jesus comes and says, hey guys, it's time for you guys to follow me. And I want you to notice these three things in here. And when he calls them to follow him, first, we're talking about love, be loved by him, be connected to him. The first thing he says is he says, follow me. And here's the way I want you to understand that. He's saying, come be connected to me, the person of Jesus Christ. Come be with me. Come be with me. What do they do? They drop their nets. They drop their nets. They drop everything that they have, their livelihood, everything that they know in life, and they say, to be with Jesus is better than anything else. And they drop their nets and they follow him. Now, what kind of Jesus is this? Who is this Jesus? And I just, I'm just going to just read a few verses to let you know who this guy is that you want to be with. Who this king who this Lord, who this Savior is, died for us. Who is he that you should want to be with him? Because that's all he's telling you to do. Come be with me. Come be with me. That's what I want you to hear for this summer and for the rest of your life. Be with me. Come be with me. Follow me. Be connected to me. Encounter me. Experience me. Right? Who is this Jesus? I've got a couple of verses I just want you to see. One, John 13, 13 and 14. You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right. For so am I. If then your Lord and teacher have washed your feet, you also ought to wash <laughs> feet of one another. That's 13 and 14. Are you sure? <laughs> go to the next verse. He washed your feet. He loved you. Watch, go to the next one. Huh? Yeah, that's good. Let's, let's, on, that's on Jeff. 100% on Jeff. <laughs> uh, it's really not. It's my fault. John 10, 10, 11, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that you may have life and have it abundantly. I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Here's, who, here's the Jesus that's calling these men to follow him. He's calling you to follow him. He's saying, he, I, you long for life. Now, let me just stop for just a second. Do you understand that about yourself? You long for life. I don't mean you just long to have blood coursing through your veins and breath coming out of your lungs. You are longing for life, everlasting life, a life that, that, uh, that leads to eternal life, that bubbles up in you as a satisfying and fulfilled life, a peaceful life. That's what you're longing for. It's, all of your life, is, in a lot of ways, is an attempt to get this, to get life. And here's what Jesus is saying he said, I've come that you may have life. And what kind of life? The abundant life. I want you to have the full life. He said, I'm the good shepherd. What he's telling you is, I'm the one that takes care of you. I'm the one who will be with you. I'm the one that will protect you. I'm the one who will bring you to places where you can eat. I'm the one that will comfort you. I'm the one that will rescue you. You can trust me because I'm your shepherd. This is who you're connecting to. This is who you're following. You're not following a general that's, that's running about battle, although he is a warrior in some ways. But you're, he's saying, come be connected to the one who wants you to have life. Right? show you another verse about him, I think. Maybe. We'll see. Matthew 3, 13, 14. Jesus came from Galilee to... Let me show you. Wait, is that really Matthew 13? Are we seriously doing this? You don't see me sweating right now? No? Uh, John 15, 9 to 11. This is it? John 15, 
Can I have your red ones right up there? Somebody, somebody, somebody read uh, John 15, 9 through 11 out loud. Someone rescue me up here right now. John 15. No, oh my gosh, look at this. Did you just do that? Yes. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. Come follow the one who loves you. Abide in my love. If you can make, keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I've spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and your joy may be full. What do you, what do you think Jesus wants for you? Miserable? What do you think he wants for you? Just suffer? You're going to suffer. You are going to, what's he want for you? He wants what you need, which is he wants real joy. Come follow me. Come be connected to the one who gives life. Come be the one connected to the one who gives joy. You want joy? I want you to have it in the fullest. That's who he's saying come be with. Guys, this is this Jesus is a Jesus that loves you more than you love yourself. He's more concerned about your well-being than you are. He, want, he, want, he wants what's best for you. Do you believe that? This is the Jesus you want to be with. This is the Jesus you want to follow. This is who you want to be connected to. This is the one you want to experience his love. When you see the cross, this is what you think. Here's the Jesus that loves me, laid down his life for me. That's who we follow. John, please tell me this one's up there. Uh, last, last verse I'll look at. Um, Matthew uh, 11. Alright. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. When Jesus is saying, Come follow me, he's saying, Come, come to me. Cast these hard, burdensome things on me. Let me take care of you. Let me direct you. Let, take my yoke. Let me steer you in the right directions and the right ways. And I will give you rest for your soul. And listen, I don't know how you're coming in here this week, these two weeks, but my gut is that many of you really need rest for your souls. I don't, I don't know what you're coming in here with. I don't know if you're coming in um, with a little fear. I don't know if you're coming in with some shame. Maybe it's been a rough semester. Maybe it's been a rough year. Maybe the isolation of COVID has brought on some dark things in your life. He says, come to me. Come to me. I'm rest for your soul. And maybe you're in a tough relationship. Maybe you're coming from a family situation that's hard. Maybe just the pressure of school to perform, to get it right, get your future figured out. Please your parents, to make the grades, to be cool, to have the image, Instagram to look funny. What? So much pressure. Y'all have so much pressure on you. I don't think you realize it. And here's Christ saying, come to me. Come. Come be with me. Take on my yoke. You'll find a rest for your soul. And that's what do we want to happen for you over the next two weeks? 
We want you to find rest for your soul. We're going to do a lot of fun things. I hope it's a blast. I think it's going to be a blast. We're going to do a lot of, but after all the socials and all the fun things and all the beaches, what we want to happen? Rest for your soul. Come to him. Okay? There's a problem. There's a, come to the person of Jesus Christ. Connect yourself to him. Right? Experience his love. Second thing, learn from him. You go back to the Matthew passage. Sorry, the 419 passage. And he said, me, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Come be connected to me, the person of Jesus Christ, and I will make you into fishers of men. If you come follow me, the person, okay, I'll take you through a process. I'll make you into something else. I'll teach you. Uh, I'll teach you. Did you hear when he said, come in, uh, in Matthew 19, or Matthew uh, uh, 11, 29, when he said, come and learn from me? Come be with me and learn from me? See, what we want for you is to come and experience Jesus and then start and then enter into the process of learning from him, being changed by him. And what are you going to learn from him? What are you going to learn this summer? Why do we bring you here? What, is, what, what did the disciples learn from Jesus? They learned about God and his character. They learned about uh, his love for them. Uh, these disciples were learning about uh, who they were, their worth in the kingdom, their value, where it came from. They were learning about their new identities that they had in Jesus. They were learning uh, about the gospel and how it forgives their sin. They were learning about the world. They were learning about the brokenness that's in the world. They were learning how to interact and engage in the world. They were learning all the time. Jesus was walking them around for three years. He's just teaching them. He's, he's just, he walked up and see a fig tree, and he talked about the fig tree and how it illustrates something in the kingdom. He was always teaching. They were always sitting at his feet and learning. Learning. And what do we want for you this summer? We want you to learn. We want you to be connected to him, be following him. We just want you to start learning. And here's what I want to say to you this summer. I don't know all the reasons why you came, but I want to ask you, having to have this kind of, a, as, as we're trying to rest in Jesus, can we also have an aggressive learner's mentality? I want to rest in Christ, but I want to aggressively learn from Jesus. Okay? And what does that mean, guys? Look, I don't, don't take seriously the opportunities you have. We're going to do a lot of things. There'll be trainings. Some of them will be great. Some of them will be bombs. Sometimes people will forget their verses and put their own stuff up there. It'll be awkward. Right? Sometimes it, this is, we're, not the, we're, not, we're not Jesus. Right? There's going to be things that are going to be great. There's going to be things that are going to be tougher. But be having a, a learner's posture. And just learn. Take advantage of it. You've got a great opportunity here. God provides you with a great opportunity. Come and learn from him. Uh, let God... Change whatever needs to be changed in you. Let him work on you. Right? Then the last thing. You see it here. It says, come follow me, the person of Jesus. I will take you through a process, and I will change you. I will turn you into fishers of men. And this is where I would say, uh, come live for him. So here's, understand what happened when Jesus told these guys, you're going to be fishers of men. This resonated. Why? Because they were fishermen. And their whole life had been about fish, making it, getting the next paycheck, 
And he wasn't just saying, I'm going to change. I'm not, now you're just going to go after people. He was saying, I want to change your whole lifestyle. Everything, I want to start working in you and changing you. And now you're going to live for me and my kingdom. Okay? You're going to be fishers of men. You're, you're going to live for something that's bigger than you. You're going to live for something that matters more than, than catching fish. I'm going to give you a purpose. I'm going to give you something that matters. And guys, we hope that you leave here wanting to live for the kingdom. Wanting to live to, to build the kingdom. Because if you encounter this Jesus who loves, him, loves you the way I'm trying to tell you tonight and say, come to me, we're hoping you want others to experience that as well. And you'll, your life will be about, no matter where you go, no matter how you live, wherever you go, that you will be about living for the kingdom. You may say, you may be thinking, I don't, if you knew me, if you knew where I came from, if you knew the stuff I've done, you, you, I can't be used by God. You're wrong. God gets great glory in using broken people to build his kingdom. Look at the disciples. Do you know much about Peter? Peter blew it all the time. There's been a story that's been sticking in my mind uh, over the last uh, few months. It's been Peter's denial of Christ. I can't, if you know the story, Jesus and Peter are having this argument about how Jesus, Peter saying, I'll never leave you, Jesus. I'll never leave you. And Peter says, Peter, you'll leave me. You'll deny me three times before the rooster crows. Peter's like, no way, no chance. And it happens. And then Peter puts his head down and goes back to fishing. And Jesus comes and finds him after the resurrection. Goes and grabs him, pulls him close, tells him he loves him. And tells him to feed his sheep. And he uses Peter. Can you imagine any other, can you imagine having any greater shame in life than just denying Jesus fully? And he denied him. And here Jesus comes and takes Peter and uses him to build the church. And I promise you, you experience the love of Christ and you learn from him, you go through this process, he will use you like he did these men. And you can. You could have, uh, you could be a Peter in somebody else's life. Okay? This is what it means to be a disciple. Right? If you're coming here this summer and you're, and you're hoping this to like fix your life up, make your life a little bit better, it won't work. But if you're coming here to meet Jesus, that you can't fix your life but he can transform it. So be with him. Take advantage of this. And so when we're all together, right? when we're all together, we're, we're, the word's being preached, remember these things. Be experienced and remember the love of Christ. Listen to the gospel as we preach it. Listen to how good he is. See his character. Learn from him. Take advantage of the opportunities and live your life for him. And the last thing I tell you is this. Do this together. Okay? Interesting enough, when Jesus calls these guys, he doesn't call them by themselves. He calls them together. He says, calls them, don't come be with me. You get to be in a room this summer with people you know, maybe a few people you don't know, but take advantage of being with God's people this summer. And do this together. Help each other experience the love of Jesus. Help each other learn more about Jesus. Help each other begin to live more for Christ. that happens, there's no limit to what God might do in and through your life for the next 50 years. 
family's life, in your kid's life, if you experience Christ, learn from him, start live for him, what he might do. <coughs> that sound good? Sure. That's good? Last thing I tell you is, have a lot of fun, right? This is going to be a blast, right? Being, being, loving Jesus and living for Jesus is not boring, okay? So we're going to have a lot of fun. Enjoy your time here. Make the most of it. you got two weeks. Lose some sleep, you know? Stay up late, you know? Eat some crappy food. Yeah. I know what it is. Woo! Uh, but, guys, you got, you got 13 days. You got 13 days. Blow it out. Make the most of it. Let's have a blast. All right? Let me pray for us. Lord, I am so thankful for this room. I'm so thankful we get to be here. I'm so thankful for uh, the way you even move. I'm thankful that everybody had gas to get down here. Uh, I'm thankful for uh, this living. Put the 300 people in a room. I'm thankful that you are gracious to us. I'm thankful that the gospel covers all the sins that we had coming in here, all the struggles we had yesterday, last week, that we, we can come to you. I'm so thankful that you say come. Cast your burdens on us. I'm so thankful you say come. Be with me. Lord, help us this summer. Experience your love. Help us this summer learn from you.